Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boytop. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. The Godwin goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boytop. Oh, Lost Boytop. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives two. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, episode 55. Alright, so this episode is going to be a little different. I'm doing the intro by myself currently because the episode we're about to listen to is our recap of weekend number four of autumn season. Uh, this was recorded uh, originally on Sunday night after autumn season ended. I wanted to get out our um, our live reactions to uh, the group drawing, the group selection, uh, we, we recorded that live as it happened, and I didn't really want to release a two-hour and 30-minute episode, uh, so I broke them up in two pieces. So this is kind of episode 54, part two. I'm just going to name it episode 55. Uh, so that's what you're going to be hearing. We're just going to be quickly, kind of quickly discussing uh, the last weekend, kind of breaking down what happened, how we got to where we are now with the current Worlds uh, teams that are in Worlds. Uh, I want to take this time since I do have a chance to uh, talk about our giveaway that is currently going on. We are doing a giveaway of 6,000 ice. Uh, there will be three winners. So make sure you go over to our Twitter page. That will be in the show notes. Uh, follow the steps on the giveaway. So uh, that's going to be ending here probably about a week and a half. So you guys have a little bit of time to still get in to try to win that ice. Uh, that is all I have. Uh this episode 55, uh, obviously, I will be joined with my co-hosts, Cruz Sloth and Belligerent, and we'll be breaking down uh, weekend number four of Autumn. Alright, so let's go get into some of the breakdown of what happened the weekend number four uh, before we get into the live uh, revealing of group stage. Uh, we see, we're not going to talk about much of day one. We can talk about EU quickly. I think obviously everyone was looking towards SK and G2. SK and G2 both won on day one, which uh, was good. Now we get to see them in the semifinals, and we get to see probably one of the, was it the most hyped match? I don't know, Crew, did you think it, it led up to the hype or it held up to the hype? Uh, I mean, I don't really think it did hold up to the hype. I mean, it probably was the most hyped match because it was literally like, like Belligerent had said the other week, it's it's the only match that is going to be head-to-head that really determines who gets to go. And, I mean, they didn't even go to a Game 3. Like, G2 won, I would say, pretty easily. I mean, S- there was no point where I was like, ooh, SK could 
you know, do this, but you know, Blitz or uh, I'm sorry, G2 was like they handled business. So it was hype before the match, but once the matches kind of took off, it was like, well, G2 is going to wrap it up. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of back and forth, and I thought SK was going to be able to finish out that first game, and then, you know, G2 ended up winning it with uh, Hundor playing a saw. It was kind of a late, somehow a late game saw. You know, we normally don't see late game saws. It's kind of like Saul has to win early and push early. So it was kind of surprising to see him uh, kind of dominate later on once he got that build going. But, you know, EU, CG2 basically winning that and needing one more win uh, to get their world spot and they do end up getting that against mouse in the finals so uh, g2 ties sk with both 41 points they win the tiebreaker and g2 secures their spots for worlds so that was pretty pretty exciting for g2 kind of disappointing for sk uh, i think we all three can agree that uh, we can be comfortable with g2 being the best team to represent eu yes yeah i think so um i think I think G2 is, you know, and I've been kind of hyping them all season and expecting them to come back. Uh, I think that they're, to me, SK feels like a niche team almost because they're so, like, they're they're such an off-meta team. You know, Cavalifar is like the pioneer of the melee laner, right? I mean he was really the first one to start doing that. And then other people started trying it, but it just feels like they have kind of these weird picks that they make work for a little bit, but you know, it to me and almost in any sport, it feels like that never holds up when it comes down to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, like I don't know if you guys are basketball fans, but before Golden State, nobody thought the all offense, no defense, run and gun type team could actually hold up when it mattered, right? And Golden State was the first and really at this point the only team to prove that that style of basketball can win. And you need like four godly players to do it on a basketball team, right? Yeah. And, and to me, that that's kind of like where SK is. They're almost like this high-octane offense, but no defense. Not necessarily in the game, but I'm just comparing them to like a sports team, right? Eventually, you need the whole kind of... What you think of as like your typical way to play the game and i i just feel like when it comes to that sk struggles and so it's to me it's not surprising that uh, g2 uh, was able to pull this off yeah well we'll see how g2 does in the in the worlds and see where they get uh their what spot they're in and who they're going to be maybe playing against so uh that is europe um you know I think we need to... Well, okay, let's just do NA first before we get into the other nonsense of points and whatnot. Uh, so NA, looking at day two, uh, after day one happened, we had the disappointment of, you know, Rogue losing to Cloud9, which we had talked about previously. Um, you know, TSM, actually, I would say comfortably they struggled against Tempo. I mean, Crude, I don't know if you caught yeah. all those, or Belligerent, maybe if you did, I don't remember. Um, but, you know, TSM or did some weird things and then 
Tempo was actually playing pretty good Vanglory, and TSM had to pull out that win at the last second. Yeah, uh, Tempo played much better than what they had the previous entire, you know, split. Uh, they, you know, I don't, I don't know. They were kind of talking on the desk about how, like, you know, maybe they're finally starting to get it together. But um, I don't know if it was necessarily all that or if it was TSM. I'm not going to say screwing around because obviously they weren't screwing around. They needed to win, but uh, didn't take it as serious, maybe, and uh, kind of ended up dropping a game. But they still uh, were able to pull it out in the end and move on to day two. Yeah, well, and I don't think it was just them dropping a game. I mean, they I think they almost they had a good chance to lose in game two. Also, for a minute yeah. there, I thought. I thought TSM was going to blow their shot. Uh, I, I honestly did. Same. And then they had that god-awful, like, whatever the hell it was, two-hour-long server crash. Yeah, that was weird. And, you know, and and then it comes out, and it's like, it's almost, it's almost like SEMC said, wait, hang on. But somebody hit the reset button, because we need... <laughs> I think that TSM, we got TSM and, and Tempo Storm mixed up, and they hit the reset button, and the Tempo Storm we've seen all season came back. And Game 3 was a disaster. Yeah. I, I, like, I wonder how Game 3 goes if we don't have this obnoxiously long, you know, whatever it was, server explosion. Um, you know, somebody's pet cat was in the office and peed on the <laughs> server or something. I don't know what happened. But... Well, is that what they deemed it as? Is a server explosion? <laughs> something. Well, I I don't know if they fit. What I think I th- I think it might have been like a a skin bug or something. Because if you, I don't know if ever anybody noticed, but when they came out for game three, everybody was using basic skins, right. which means SEMC said you guys cannot pick skins because we don't know if that's what's making it crash or not. We saw and that I today. think I could. Yeah, I was going to say I, it. I was, you know, I wasn't able to watch everything today. I just kind of glanced every now and then while I was at work. But it looked like everybody was in basic skins again today. So they were having some kind of bug. I'm guessing it was related to some skin. Um, hmm. And. Yeah, I just I wonder how TSM Tempo Storm goes if you know, TSM doesn't have two hours to plan for their draft. Or I'm sorry, they they drafted before it crashed. If they don't have two hours to figure yeah. out how they're gonna, you know, approach the draft, but yeah, I don't know. Well Blue I think what you're describing is and I know you're gonna be upset for me bringing this up, but uh, if we go back to uh, the Cubs World Series victory, I'm a big Cubs fan. They were losing, and then there was a rain delay, and we come out after the rain delay and win the World Series. Oh, that's I think that's what you're kind of comparing it to. You know, this was TSM's rain delay. They get their stuff together and come back out and win. And yeah, but they didn't win the World Series. They just won the game to go on. No, what do you what? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. Hopefully, hopefully, this is all I'll say is hopefully somewhere sometime my great, 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 great grandchildren (laughs) will listen to this podcast (laughs) and realize that the Cubs actually won a World Series at some point because it'll be Uh, another hundred plus years before it happens. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That makes sense. Um, Whatever. Anyways, uh, we, we all think that TSM did actually kind of struggle and we were like wait a minute is tribe just about to run away with this this weekend and just make everything 
even more complicated for uh, SEMC. But TSM did win, and uh, it did not happen that way. So um, TSM win against, you know, Tempo, so they make it on. So day two then, um, you know, we got the matchups of uh, Cloud9 versus... Um, why am I Nova? Nova, Nova right? Because Nova beat Hammers 02 or 2 We were correct about that. I think we all picked Nova, right? <laughs> Crude, you picked Nova, right? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. You picked Nova to beat Hammers. Bludger, what are you laughing at? Because we didn't beat Hammers, they just didn't show up. Oh, really? It was a forfeit. Oh, see, I didn't watch the off-stream match, so I literally had zero clue. Well, there was no stream to watch. That's hilarious. (laughs) Why didn't they show up? What? They didn't show up. Oh, that's cool. We got a... Truth got a message from Polly at some point in time that said, nobody's showing up. Uh, Yeah, it's just... It's... it's, it's, You know, I mean, let's be honest. It's the, the, the young mindset and you know and i was thinking about it today and i don't want to harp on some of these kids as maybe as much as i have because they are only you know 13 14 whatever they still have a lot to learn um we can't expect them to act like professional athletes or something but it's the mindset i mean we have it we had it on our team to a certain extent that there's there's no point in playing because there's nothing left to play for and that's what they that's basically what hammers did because they were allowed to is they just decided not to show up because there was no way they could get into worlds there was nothing for them to play for okay yeah <clears throat> makes sense um well if we look at cloud nine nova then we don't talk about it much because cloud nine like came out to play and was actually kind of scary watching cloud nine play they were playing Pretty fantastic Vanglory. I don't have the screenshots because that wasn't a match I was going to focus on uh, for this day two discussion. Uh, Crude, I don't know if you would like to discuss anything specifically or... Well, I mean, the only thing I wanted to touch on is kind of what Belligerent was just talking about is like uh, talking about the age of these kids and like how, you know, Nova really didn't have a whole lot to compete for because I noticed that when I was watching these games because I felt like there was times where Truth was like, diving after kills that weren't necessarily needed to happen and he got caught out and i'm like you know in my mind i'm like what are you doing truth like why why would you chase that down but, but you know, it's glitter made a good point he's like you know i mean nova didn't really have a whole lot to be playing for so they showed up but i mean they weren't like you know probably taking it super serious i mean i don't glitter is there any truth to that do you know i mean can you say speak on I, any of that or i actually didn't even see us play cloud nine today i caught like the okay. last 10 seconds when we lost uh, do you know any of the scores I, or anything me no no belligerent okay the first game was like no, a complete perfect game sure. out of cloud nine like yeah. i don't think a turbo yeah. Yeah. dropped so yeah so but yeah there is truth to that that i mean we did have something to play for we had the potential to pass hammers and get more prize money true but true. try explain you know i mean a 13 year old that's already making let's face it, making more money than some adults make working an actual job. A 13 year old doesn't understand or care. I mean, like, yeah, truth spends most of his, his, uh, the money he makes playing Vainglory on iTunes cards. So, (laughs) 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 yeah, I mean, that's, and so that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about is, is, and it's, it's something that I'm going to try to consciously do, although I'm still going to call them out because them call, getting called out is hopefully how 
they'll they'll learn to mature over time but we are dealing with 13 14 year olds i mean uh, truth is one year older than my daughter so (laughs) i mean expecting them to act like professional adults would is is probably a mistake that i have been making but at the same time they are pros they are professional they need to learn to be professional uh but yeah i mean we could have earned a little bit more prize money if we had passed hammers but other than that there was nothing that we really had to play for and that was something that was you know on the minds of our players so yeah so cloud nine does take that game they played really well um the next matchup the one that kind of really mattered was the tsm versus tribe can we rewind for a second, though? I mean, because I feel like the Cloud9 Rogue game is something worth talking about. I know you're just talking about today, but... The day one game? Yeah, that was po- probably the most important matchup. of. That's the only reason that TSM Tribe is relevant at this point. That That's true. Um... Right? Because, it, I mean, let's face it. If Rogue pulls off game three, which it was a close game, if Rogue wins game three... Against Cloud9, right? I gotta, I gotta be honest. They probably walk all over us the same way Cloud9 did, and then they're in the and they're in worlds. Yeah, that was a 23 minute game. Um, Cloud9 had nine kills. Rogue had eight. Um, they uh, ban away the saw like they did all series long. They had to ban away the saw away from um, you know Hammy. Hammy was playing saw really well these last couple of weeks. Rogue goes ahead and bans away this uh, sky, which was being played a lot as a counter throughout some of these matchups. Cloud9 picks up the Black Feather, and then Rogue picks up the Cruel. Um, then Rogue goes ahead and bans away the Petal. Cloud9 bans away the Vox. Rogue picks up the Rona, and then Cloud9 picks up the Churnwalker and Kestrel, and then the Lance is picked up for uh, Rogue to end it up on the Evol. Pretty interesting matchup. Uh, Crawl and Rona, double weapon power. Didn't see... Um, you know, anything crazy coming out of Rogue. Obviously, Hammy was going to be the main damage dealer here. But, you know, I Love Joseph did a pretty good job on that. Uh, Crystal, Blackfeather, Cruel, or Crude. I know you don't have any screenshots or anything, but do you remember anything specifically from this matchup? Uh, I mean, not really. I don't have a whole lot on it. Good, Belligerent. How about you? <laughs> Um, yeah, this was, this was a a close match. Um, we, we should also, before I say anything else, give a shout out to Rogue's coach because he did message me on Twitter after our last episode. Uh, apparently he listens to all of our episodes. He says he listens twice a week and he was disagreeing. Yeah. He was disagreeing with my, uh, my picks, uh, told me he hoped that they could disappoint me. I was hoping that they would disappoint me too when I picked Cloud9. Unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, this this match really could have gone either way. The only thing that really sticks out in my mind, and I was literally on the phone while I was watching this because I was at the park when it was happening. Um, but I was watching on my phone, and at the end, in that last Kraken push, Pawn just bailed on evil. Yeah, it was strange. And, and I don't know, I don't know what the voice comms were. So I, I don't want to put it specifically on Pawn. Maybe that's the, the shot that was the call that was made. But Evil got a beautiful double get the echoed 
double Githy and Wall. So he had both of the members of Cloud9 that were alive stunned twice. And Pawn was just walking away. And I re- like Evol was a breath away from dying. So he was going to go. But Kroll has the regen. Kroll has the weakness stacks. And there's no way Kroll by himself is going to take a Kraken. So I understand, and anybody who watched it might disagree, you know, disagree with me kind of talking about this moment because they might say, well, there's nothing that they could have done any, which is fair. There's a good chance they lose that team fight anyway. Because like I said, Evol had no health left. But Kroll is not going to stop a Kraken from taking the crystal. In fact, when he did recall, he walked out towards the crack and then turned around and walked back in his base because he knew there was nothing he could do to stop it. You have to try to take that fight. You can't turn around and bail on that fight. You have to try. Right? Because with Kroll's weakness stacks and Kroll's uh, regen ability, and by the time they finally got out of the stun, Evil had regen some of his health. It... Their only shot in that moment, and maybe it's a long shot, maybe it's impossible, maybe it was mathematically impossible, I don't know. But their only shot at that point was to try to take that fight, try to get the ace on C9, and then try to base race the Kraken. There's no way that Lance and Kroll are taking out that Kraken with no turrets. And Pawn just turns away. He just walks away, lets Evil die, recalls back to base, and does nothing. Yeah, by that point, your your death timers are staggered, and later game like that, you're not. It's not going to be a good situation for your team. Yeah, and I think I just didn't understand that decision for him to disengage because I think that there's a good chance that you know, especially if Evol can create some distance and maybe let Kroll do a one v two for a couple of seconds, let the Githian wall come back up. There's a chance, maybe not a good chance, but there's a chance that they win that team fight, especially for as long as Evil had him stunned. And he just walks away and gives up the fight and gives up the game. And I just didn't get it. Like I said, I don't know what was said in voice. I don't know if it was a tilted moment. He's like, you know, fuck, we lost. I'm just whatever. But I, I don't understand the call. I don't understand. Like Pawn just bailed on Evil. And if it wasn't his call, then he, you know, he doesn't deserve the blame for it. You know, he followed the shot call, whatever. But I, whoever made that call deserves the blame. I don't understand because your only chance there was to win that team fight, try and base race the Kraken. Even though Cloud9 had turrets up, your only chance is to try and base race the Kraken. You can't take the Kraken down with a Kroll and a Lance fast enough. Yeah, it was going to be pretty risky either way. So it was a tough decision. But I think that that choice was... Uh, basically what led them to losing that series um you know which allowed for that uh hype matchup that actually matters that we had talked about earlier uh that tsm versus tribe because you know if rogue doesn't lose a lot of things change on the other side of the of the bracket so the tsm versus tribe now comes down to basically whatever team needs to win this in order to get to worlds or you know so we thought there's still the wild card out there but um, you know, this did go to the best of three. Uh, we're not going to go through all these games. We unfortunately don't have the time for that. First game, though, DNZO does run the uh, Weapon Power Adagio. That's still a hero that is being pulled out every once in a while. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. 
uh, specifically Dianzio. Um, he does go eight and one. He did a really nice job of just basically shutting down Best Chuck. Best Chuck on the box, you know, really couldn't do anything. Um, so twelve three tribe crude anything before we discuss game two. Yeah, the only time Adagio when power works is when Dianzio has it. Uh, if anyone else picks it up, it doesn't really work. So, yeah, that's what you meant by that. Well, yeah, I've seen, all over I've seen s- with it. starting play with it, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, isn't starting irrelevant in this situation? Yeah, correct, I guess, but what power yeah. Adagio I'm has talking been. about... Yeah, yeah, okay. You get what I'm saying. Someone else played Weapon Power Adagio this this weekend. Well, lots of people have played. Oh, Dianzio. Okay, well, Crude, your argument isn't valid because Dianzio plays Weapon Power Adagio the very next game and absolutely gets destroyed. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to call you out I, like that. I bet if they don't usually do it, but I bet if old school played Weapon Power Adagio, it would work. Considering oh, how good he is on Adagio, anyway. Yeah, 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 you're right. The next game was um, pretty much the Von C show. Weapon Power, uh, or I'm sorry, Crystal Power Blackfeather once again. He goes 15 and 2, and Best Chuck was on the Weapon Power, you know, uh, Weapon Power Baron 5 and 7. Not as strong, but Flash 6 and 0, oh, you know, flawless captain play there. But yeah. Uh, Von C was honestly 1v2ing a lot in this game. It was a pretty insane matchup. A lot of a lot of great plays, but Von C basically carries the team in order to win game two. So going to game three, the game that actually matters, of course. Um, Crude, would you like to break down the draft? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, so you should absolutely do that because game three was over after the draft. Yes, it's true. I agree with that yeah. statement. Yeah. TSM, they go ahead. They're on side A. Tribe's on side B. TSM, they ban away the saw. Tribe, they ban away the churn walker. Uh, TSM is allowed to pick up that black feather, which Tribe then goes ahead and picks up the Arden. I was kind of surprised they didn't pick up the rhyme there. Uh, that allows TSM to, or I'm sorry, Tribe, they ban away the grace. TSM bans away the rhyme. Then Tribe goes ahead and picks up the Kestrel. Then TSM, they pick up the Lance. And then they pick up the Alpha. I was very excited when they picked up that Alpha. Uh, Crystal Power Alpha on this patch is pretty OP. And then uh, Tribe, they go ahead and round it out with picking up a Baptiste. Pull a drink, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that. so again, especially on Sundays, I glance at these games while I'm working. Um, when I turned this one on, I, like I had been watching game one and game two sporadically in between my job. And then when I turned game three on, I looked at, at who they had. I went, oh, it's over TSM one. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard to understand. You can't play Batiste into Blackfeather. It doesn't work. Yeah. The, that's why when, when we as Nova were kind of like, the top team playing Batiste, we always banned Blackfeather. I think you would be hard pressed to find a game where we played Black or played Batiste and didn't ban Blackfeather. And if we did, it was because we were specifically worried about something else that the other team would play. And 
I think in most of those situations, very few that there were, they would end up picking the black feather and wreck us with it. Uh, like you can't ordain him because he just rose offenses out of it. You can't fear him because he just rose offenses through it. And then when you have a dive comp like black feather and alpha, and you can even throw Lance in there because he dives. You only have one freaking ordain. What are you going to do? Uh, right. Buy three like Batiste, <laughs> right? Batiste, Batiste is great into a single dive comp, right? Like if you have just a Koshka and then you have like a Lyra and another range hero or something, Batiste can shut down one dive hero when it's a full out dive. It's like Catherine, right? Catherine has a stun. So what does Cloud9 do every time somebody picks Catherine? They go full dive because Catherine doesn't have enough to do anything. And Batiste is the same way. And then with the Kestrel, Alpha is going to generally destroy Kestrel for a couple reasons. One, she goes invisible, but the Prime Directive will still grab her. And then generally, like you, Kestrel will get alpha to go into her infinite reboot right she'll she'll kill her once but then the problem that kestrel has and even batiste if you want to throw that into the comp that they have is they like batiste only has momentary poke right like it's you're never gonna burst down alpha with just a batiste while she's rebooting like beyond maybe the first two minutes of the game yeah and then kestrel will burst down alpha with her glimmer shots but then what does Kestrel have to do? She has to sit there and wait for the glimmer shots to reload, which is in turn letting Alpha reboot. And then Alpha's going to jump up and jump right back on her. So it just like the moment I saw that comp, it was just not, you know, and then on top of it, you have Arden, right? So Black Feather is just going to rose offensive through the gauntlet. That's where I think they. That's where I think Triad screwed up. Why would you not pick up like a Kroll or a Rhyme that was still open at that time, and, and instead you go with an Arden? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Well, in fairness, uh, TSM didn't have the Alpha on the board yet. No, maybe I mean, as no, the last that's... pick instead of the Batiste pick, they could have gone Kroll, but. It... But still, why are you not trying to get one of those high-powered carries? Why are you locking in an Arden when when the only captain that's been taken off the board is that Churnwalker? You well, telling me that Max Green I mean, can't play anything okay. other than Arden? No, he can, but Arden yeah. is arguably the strongest captain in the game right now. Arden and Lyra. Um, well, so Lyra I mean, was I, on the board, able to be picked up, and no one touched her. So. Yeah, it it depends on what you you know. Like TSM didn't pick Lyra because they were going for a dive, um, right? Lyra Lyra plays best with poke, but she can also do like a split comp where you have one dive and one or whatever. Uh, Lance is just better when like Alpha and Black Feather say we want to blow you up. Lance can root, and Lance can stun, so he works better into that type of comp. Um, but Arden is arguably the best captain right now, but there are counters to him. Like, I don't think Arden does very well because, yeah, you could throw the gauntlet down, but you know, Alpha doesn't really care about getting stunned once. You know, she's too tanky. Um, 
so I don't necessarily disagree because like if they pick rhyme, then TSM is counter. TSM is too smart and too good to not counter rhyme. You know, rhyme has been picked first picked too many times for teams to not adapt now. In in my opinion, which is why you don't see a lot of rhyme being first picked anymore, unless it's rogue, right? Um. So, well, tribe did it last game though. What's that? Tribe first picked rhyme last game. In game, game two. Four. Yeah. Yeah, and what happened? They lost. Well, yeah, but and that's what my, I'm saying. I'm still going back to my point is that the rhyme is that top carry. Uh, I see. I disagree. I don't think Rhyme is carrying. I would say Black Feather is better than Rhyme for jungle. I think, right yeah. And they already had Black Feather and Weapon Power. Black Feather is going to destroy Rhyme. Yeah. I mean, I get what Crude's saying because at this point, like Belligerent, you've made this point millions of times. Like, there's no point of targeting someone like Evol who you can't target his hero pool away. So I think Crude's point is just why take the Arden off when I don't think. If Flash played Arden, Lyra, Lance, freaking Rome, Kashka, I don't think it matters. I think the main point is here: Blackfeather and Alpha are gonna beat the Baptiste in Kashka or Kestrel, no matter what. Well, I think, yeah, well, I think the yeah, it doesn't. I think the Baptiste was the mistake. Right, right. And they picked like that Arden, af- after Blackfeather was on the board already. So yeah, right. that's your point. Arden, Arden, and Kestrel could have worked. Mm-hmm. It's the Baptiste that's. Didn't like yeah. Batiste was probably the worst thing you could pick into that comp. Um, just because, like, like I said, he can't help burst Alpha down while she's rebooting. So you need like a Kroll would have been great because Kroll's gonna be Alpha. Kroll will even beat Blackfeather. And worst case scenario is putting weakness stacks on people uh, to help keep the Kestrel alive longer. Uh, something, but the Batiste was just the wrong pick there. Uh, there's a, probably a couple. Uh huh. Sorry, no. Go ahead. Sorry, finish your statement. No, I was gonna say there's a there's a couple of other picks that would have worked there, uh, but the Batiste was the wrong pick. Like Arden and Kestrel, I can get with that. Fine, D'Enzio is great on Kestrel. Theoretically, with a somebody who can help Kestrel better than Batiste. Uh, the you know Arden Arden Kestrel could have countered what they had because the Vanguard can help keep Kestrel alive and Weapon Kestrel puts out a crap load of damage, but you just need right if you're gonna go with that type of comp, you you gotta go with another burst right because those fights are gonna end quick yeah one way or so, the other. To further, like, I mean, I think we're obviously both right. We both made good points because if you go back to game one, TSM picked up that black feather and then Tribe picked up that rhyme. Now, like what you were saying is Tribe finished it out much better in their draft because they picked up that Adagio who just blew up people. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying is, like, why go Arden there first? And I also understand what you're saying is you got to finish out that draft much better than what they did. So that's my point. Yeah, but my... But my the point that I'm making as far as not picking that rhyme first is one thing that I know from you know be having to have faced them directly is you can't like with some teams like with Tempo Storm I've I've made a career out of it in live events but with some teams you can 
pick the same comp. Rogue did it to us several times. We just couldn't figure out how to beat their jewel rhyme comp, right? You can do that with TSM. You can't do the same thing over and over again because they will figure it out. And that's what you saw in game two, right? Uh, Tribe picked the rhyme first again, and TSM figured it out and beat them. Right. So if, if, if Tribe picks the rhyme again this third game, what TSM is going to do is they're going to flex that black feather to lane or to jungle and make him crystal um, because that's what worked for him in game two. And that's what Von C just dominated on. Yeah, he absolutely dominated. So overall, I think Tribe just made a small mistake. Don't know really why that was their go-to. Um, don't know what they could have. Yeah, heard. and see, I don't feel like, and I've said this before, I don't feel like Batiste is necessarily a T-Tigers type pick, right? T-Tigers needs one of those carry junglers, and Batiste just doesn't do enough damage to carry. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a good, he's, even if you build him full crystal, he's much more of a good utility type jungler yeah i mean he can put out large amounts of damage but it's only it's not like a kestrel who can just spam those glimmer shots and do you know 600 damage times four in like two seconds he does a bad mojo and then he does a bad mojo and then he's empowered and he does a big bad i mean it's just really slow and it to me it doesn't feel like a t-taggers type pick Yeah, well, I mean, the T-Tigers has played different heroes throughout his time that he's dominated on Kashka, you know, whether or not Kashka would have even worked here. Um, I think other things would have been probably a better chance than the Baptiste because Bloodrant has obviously made many of good points. You can't lock down the Black Feather and you can't burst down the Alpha, so pretty much you're going to lose no matter what happens throughout the game. I mean, 7-3, and three, it wasn't a complete, you know, dominating game you know 21 minutes to uh or tribe try to hang in there but uh, i mean uh, when it came down to it tsm didn't really have too much issues winning team fights getting the kraken and uh you know winning that series in order to go on to the finals um you know at this point finals are kind of irrelevant you know cloud nine versus tsm basically cloud nine just moving its way up to second place um so tsm Basically, Cloud9 winning this championship got them into second. So that just basically got them more money, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. here's my question. Does that mean C9 wins Worlds? I mean... Because every season so far, C9 has finished second, and TSM has finished first. And every season so far, C9 has won the live event. Yeah, I mean, C9 is exactly where they're History at. Where, yeah, I think C9 is where they want to be. Uh, TSM clearly did not care about the finals. Vonsi played Crystal Rona. Um, Yikes. Whether or not that works in situations, that doesn't matter. Crystal Rona, uh, I Love Joseph, Crystal Petal, 10 and 0. Uh, old school Vox, 7 and 0. You know, real, real great attempt from TSM. Second draft was much better. You know, they had Vox, uh, Lance, and Kestrel, so at least they tried harder in the second game, but Cloud9 still won. So, well, yeah. uh, they had Black Feather. Lance and Kestrel, you said Vox. Well, sorry. Well, they well, also had Lucky Brandon instead of Flash. So yeah, that's they true. Too. Trying. Um, 
And, you know, that's a very TSM thing to do. They had first place locked up. They had worlds locked up. They just, they don't, you know, they're, they're kind of the epitome of don't care once we get what we need. So, yeah. So that is our very chaotic recap of uh, weekend number four um, leading up to who secured worlds, the world draw that ended that, or that took place after NA ended Final points for NA were uh, TSM 33, Cloud 9 31, Rogue 31, Tribe 27, Hammers 20, Nova 17, Tempo, and Gangstars in Challenge. So we will see uh, that go down next weekend. We will probably talk about it later. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how that happens. But we do need to finalize our points, though. We do need to find out who uh, actually took home the crown for the fantasy points. So for the final points, then, uh, for... All of Autumn, Split 1, Split 2, we finally made it. Um, a lot of ups and downs for all of us. Belligerent, of course, <laughs> obviously, everyone knows that he does have his handicap. He does pick Nova no matter what, because that is what he believes going into each weekend. So, Belligerent, 67 points, um, only 3 points away from Crude, and only 7 points away from me. So, Crude ends up with 70, I end up with 74. I somehow take first place, no idea how. Uh, I'm going to just run with it and be happy that I actually won one of these uh, weekends. Um, Kurt, how do you feel about uh, losing this this time? I mean, we're one and one, so I'm not that worried about that. Uh, I will say hats off to the belligerent because he does have that handicap and he hung in there, and I would have felt sad. really dumb if I would have lost to him. So uh, <laughs> nothing against your knowledge just because of your handicap. So I was like, he, I barely snuck well, that one out. So. It's my team's fault. If you they know, won every week, <laughs> I'd have been right. I'm going to say next split we uh, record what belligerent thinks and what wants to happen, and then afterwards – when we're done recording, I low-key write down what his real picks are, and then we see how bad he kills us. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be good for yeah, Nova. That could be interesting. No, I don't think we should do that, because then we would have proof that Belligerent actually beat us. <laughs> so I think we should just avoid that situation altogether. Okay, but that is our recap for um, Weekend 4. Whoops. 2017. Yep. Wait, what? 2017. So, as always, you can follow us at TFR underscore esports uh, and my two co hosts. This is our last time doing our normal recap prediction process. We will be doing other episodes leading up to Worlds, uh, but go ahead and sign off for the last time. Yep. So, I'm doing Chris. Worlds predictions. Well, yes, but I mean, like our traditional uh, just uh, EU, NA. Gotcha. Just got interrupted. How rude. Oh, sorry. I forgot you were there. Oh, all right. (laughs) Uh, Crude Sloth, you can find me on Twitter at Crude Sloth VG. And you can follow me on Twitter at belligerent underscore VG. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Long episodes. It was was fun tonight. Cheers. It's been fun. See See you later.